Yeah, that's right. Hello and welcome to the Dirty Side of the Grid podcast. I'm Yusuf. This is my co-host, Mohammed. Well, this is our second episode. We're currently pre-Brazil. Brazil. It's not really pre-Brazil. Qualifying just ended. Yeah. So, uh, during Brazil, let's say. During, yeah, we live life on the edge. Unlike everyone else who records <laughs> their sessions on Monday, two aerospace students, we, we have to do it on Friday. So, we're basically... By the time this goes out, it will be like Friday night. So, it will be literally the day before the, the race in Brazil. Yeah. Course for one. What can you do? Yeah. I mean, so, as you can tell now, we have the uh, the full width. You're not sat on the table anymore. Um, I'm not sat on the You're feeling table. comfortable. Thank God. <laughs> nice. Uh, and we have a new logo now as well. So, Do you want yeah, me to explain the logo? It's pretty good. So, uh, hopefully for, for most fans, it'll be fairly obvious, but for uh, new fans, the, the white outline here is meant to represent a grid box where the drivers will stop. Uh, on the grid line. before the race and then the yellow line is the marker they see obviously just like in a normal car they can't see the front of their cars they can't see their own front wings but what they can see is this yellow line sticking out to the side which is why it sticks out so far so they can park their front tire on there with the front wing hanging over the front I think it was during this season was it quite early on in the season where Yuki Tsunoda overshot and he had to go literally in reverse and reverse yeah. his car all the way till he's like I'd be so scared. Yeah, imagine as just before the lights come on, just before the five red lights come on the screen, and you're like reversing your car. And it's hard to reverse an F1 car as well. I can imagine that. But yeah, so uh, new settings already coming with the improvements. Like we're still in the library. We are still in the library. (laughs) It's still a Friday night. Luckily, there are no bookings after us, so we can carry on talking for the rest of our lives like we want to. (laughs) But. uh, I will still be trying to cut you off at the end, probably trying to fit us into this time slot. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. It should be all right. Uh, also, the podcast is now on TikTok. Uh, it was uploaded to YouTube, like we said it would be. There's a Spotify now. We can make an Apple podcast soon. That shouldn't take too long. Uh, that is most places, really. We haven't got an Instagram yet, but we could make one. We're setting up for next week. We're going to have the Apple podcast and the... Um, Instagram, the combined Instagram, yeah. The current Instagram links are just our personal ones if you want to send us a message or something (laughs) about how annoying we are. But uh, yeah, so let's crack on. Mexico, how did you find it? See, see, I showed you, I showed you Mexico is gonna be boring. (laughs) Literally, everything happened in the first corner and then it's dead, bro. It's it's a dead track. I told you, I told you, Mexico has to be cut out. Annoyingly, yeah, you uh. I was right. You were, you were right, to be honest. It's a dead track. Right at the end, I said I was hoping something big could happen. Thinking of contact in the first corner. Thinking one of the big guys would get spun out. Uh, Valtteri Bottas got spun out. <laughs> honestly, he annoyed me so We're not going to get into it yet. But he annoyed me so much that race. I he didn't even do that much, but oh my, I was so angry. Bro. Honestly. We'll, you we'll can tell he's a Lewis Hamilton. No, I'm not. Okay, well, actually, I don't Lewis know what I'm trying Hamilton to hide. We didn't get this as well. You're lucky I forgot to do this, but uh, on the whiteboard, which is on the other side of this room, you decided to write Lewis Hamilton sucks on the... It was on the oh, screen. Wait, no, it was, it was on the screen, screen. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't in shot, but it was there for me to stare at the entire hour. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, right, so you said what you think of this race. Boring. We're now going to do... Well, since this is the first race review episode, I'm going to get 60 seconds up on my phone. Oh, 
And you um, are going to summarize. I mean, um, it was kind of boring, so I don't know if we should do 60 or maybe we should do like... Do 60. Do 60. Or do, si do 60. I'm sure you'll be able to summarize it. We'll do see. 60. This is meant to be hard, but we're going to try and get you to summarize the entire race in 60 seconds. So, uh, before giving you too long to think about what you're going to say. Three, two, one, go. Valtteri crashes and then boring. That's literally the whole race. <laughs> Why are you surprised? That's literally the whole race. That's the whole race stuff. No, no, no. And Pierre Gasly was absolutely incredible. That's that's that. That's all. He came P four, isn't it? P four. He was P four. Pierre Gasly is like the most underrated driver on the whole grid. I mean, you've stopped the 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 review, so we'll uh, we'll get on to Gasly in a minute. That was a uh, twenty one point eight five seconds, no, including the rest of the stuff. <laughs> so uh, nice. That was that was great. It's Mexico. What do you expect? There we go. So, um, well, I'd say to get into our review then, shall we, we'll get to the start. So, during qualifying, we had the very surprising outcome of Mercedes getting a 1-2. I mean, where did that pace come from, realistically? I don't know what happened. I think if you look at the final lap, Max is blocked. Not blocked, but like, you know, the Yuki, um... So Yuki went off, and then, uh, what's his name, Perez went off, and he went across, and I think that kind of put Max a bit off. Yeah. Um, do you know, actually, was it during qualifying, the reason Perez was so slow is he had the the damaged yes. rear wing of I Max's saw car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he was doing so badly. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of happy for him he got a podium. Because yeah. even when the team was screwing with him, he still got a podium out of it, and then... You can tell Red Bull are the type of team that they put Max before everything. Like, Max has to have everything, like, perfect. The other guy doesn't matter. And then they're like, oh, we can't find a good second drive. <laughs> Obviously, he can't find a good second drive. When you give him a broken rear wing yeah. and expect, expect him to go out and perform perfectly. It does seem like in the job description, it does say, do everything you can to get Max win the title. And then They don't even care. That's the they don't, like, I don't think Christian Horner cares about the... Like the constructors, he only cares about the drivers, no, which is surprising. No. But like his attitude only screams drivers championship. Whereas Toto, they think more as a team. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Team. It does. Him and Claire Williams. One of the things I found annoying about them was the. Uh, uh, obviously, when both of them had cars that weren't performing very well in uh, not great machinery, so Max, in the past few years, he hasn't been able to compete for a championship with the Red Bull. And the same with George, his talent was clearly way better and still is clearly way better than what Williams could provide him with. They'd go into interviews and honestly, the I'm not going to say it, but the way they were talking about those drivers, every single interview, they're like, oh, the talent, Max is so good, George is so talented, we hope he stays with us, you know, and they, they just, honestly, the, the amount of praise they gave them, is, is, it was beyond the normal level of praising your driver. Like, they constantly wouldn't shut up about it, and I just found I it so I think if you annoying. watch, like, Formula 1 in the old days, that never really used to happen. No, yeah, they didn't really. No, not to this level. No, definitely not to that level, no. No, no. No way. But you're right, so he goes on afterwards. Horner goes into the, the interviews, and then instantly goes, I think we got Sonoded, which is... Interesting to say about your 20-year-old rookie who was, you know, he was giving, was he giving Perez or Gasly a toe? He was giving Gasly a toe, I think. And that's why he was there in the first place. So not only is he out there helping his teammate, going to Q3 when he had an engine penalty anyway. So he was going to the back of the grid. He was just purely out there to help his teammate. And then 
not only were both drivers, I'm pretty sure Perez and Verstappen weren't going to improve on their times anyway, he was off the track. Like, I know he was kicking up dust and Perez is thinking, worst case scenario, I'm not trying to crash into someone and kill someone. But he's out the way. Obviously, there's more he could have done, but it's not his fault, I would say. No, I think his team principal is it. What's his name? I forgot his name. Franz uh, Tost, was it? Yeah, is it Franz Tost? Yeah, I think so. He came out and he basically was like, the hell are they talking about? He said that, he literally said that. Uh, I don't get, I don't get, like, that's the thing, I don't get Christian Horner. Like, when he came out after, was it, um, Silverstone? The stuff he was saying about Lewis Hamilton. Oh, hi. You know, it's a, was it, a technical foul or something? Yeah. And the yeah. stuff he said after that was incredibly, like, just dumb. Like, I think he even compared about? the racist abuse Lewis would get to the kind of abuse Max gets. Yeah, I, Which I, I don't get all of you in general is wrong, but there's a different level when you're bringing in like a when you're bringing race into it. That's just I don't get that's the thing. I don't get race as in like circuit race. <laughs> uh, oh, you're such a dad foot. <laughs> I have to break the tension of that, you know. <laughs> but I don't get like the the way he talked about it was just he blew it. Like I know like Max went into the barrier on fifty G's or whatever. But it wasn't that big of an incident. Like, yeah, he went for checkups and stuff, but he just went for yeah, checkups. Yeah, honestly, the way the hospital card was used. Yeah, I don't get it. It wasn't. I like, understand it. Was I, I like Max. I actually like Max. I'm not. I don't want Hamilton <laughs> to win the championship. But, <laughs> but the way they they did it, the whole thing, the whole saga, the whole drama around it, it did not deserve all of that because Carlos Sainz and Carlos went in in the barrier in Russia, and I think it was almost forty Gs, and they didn't. It was literally just like he got out and. Like, I, mean, I think he went for checks and that's it. It wasn't. It, was, it was just a, no, no. This is a few years back when he. Oh, you mean when he stuff. crashed into? Yeah, yeah. Like his tire, I think his tire went out and he just went straight into the barrier for like forty Gs. Do you mean when he skipped the first corner? And no, this is in to Russia. Re- it was down like the street. Yeah, when he tried to regain. He was at fr- no. He was no, at no, McLaren. No, he went. No, he goes no, off. This is when he was Toros. Oh, okay. Like you can search it. Uh, I'll get up. That's it. And then Marcus, was it Marcus Ericsson, he had the worst crash in Formula, like in terms of G's in Formula 1 history. Oh, and was this, wait, yeah. that was the worst crash? Yeah, you can put it. You mean the one when he was rolling? I think so. And, and no one, like, it wasn't made a big deal of, uh, like, no one made a big deal out of it, like they did. Which I think is just like, relax, relax, like, it wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like the way he spoke. So Christian Horner always blows everything out of proportion. Over. This is the yeah. So That's this is the Marcus. So this is him at turn one, and he goes over and yeah. So this is one of the I think the highest in terms of G's uh, that was ever pulled and uh, in an F one car. This. Whoops! Now you can see all my files and stuff. Yeah. It's just wrong a, logo, bro. Is this the wrong one? Yes. Oh wait, yeah, it is. There we go. Right. <laughs> Let's not do that again. So um. Sorry, technical difficulties. Yeah. Hopefully I'm, not a fan, I'm not a fan of Christian Horner and the way he does things, basically. Yeah, and even then, actually, you saw uh, Mercedes... Uh, what's it called? Mercedes social media manager, or Mercedes in general on socials, they commented... I believe Yuki posted something on Twitter, and he said uh, something like, there's nothing more I could do. And then one of the first replies... Well, obviously, it came up first because it's one of the most liked. It was Mercedes saying, "Get your uh, keep your head up or something. Don't let the haters get you down, which was very nice of them, and clearly very different to Red Bull, who and then actually like went on to face, isn't it? 
it was bad. And then the worst part is Red Bull then went on to do the same thing about Bottas. I can't remember what happened. It might have been after Bottas got spun or something. They posted the exact same thing about Bottas, trying to take the mid. Like, it's ugh, it's just bad. Honestly, Red Bull's just making themselves look bad at this point. It's not great. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the the way their team is run. Let's put it that. Yeah. <laughs> so, who would you say then had the best performance of the uh, Pierre of the weekend? That's easy. I think Pierre had the best performance. I think. You know we're talking about Sergio Perez. I I don't think he performed badly, but yeah. he he went up as at one position, and he didn't really like. Do that much like, I don't know. Uh, I think Pierre Pierre honestly the fact that he kept P four, is incredibly impressive. Obviously with mm-hmm. Valtteri gone there is like a chance of someone getting P four. The cap the fact that he kept like two Ferraris behind him, the McLarens behind him, much quicker cars. Yeah. That's incredibly impressive, I think. Um, there is also that thing with Charles and Sainz. And, no, I was going to bring that up, actually. That. But, but I think even if he let him pass, I don't think... They did. Would have, uh, yeah, I don't think he would have caught him. Like, earlier, talking like... Oh, if he did away. that, right. I don't think he would have caught up to him. I don't think he would have passed him. Um, yeah, I think... They were too he, he did. I think Pierre, you have to say, he, he's able to extract a lot out of the car. Like, the car, the performance it has... It should be nowhere near P4. Yeah, I And he's been like incredibly consistent over the past, like, two years, probably. Two since years, he, yeah. Since he's left like, Red Bull, he's been performing really well. Uh, and I'm not... I, I don't want to say I'm surprised that he's not in a Red Bull. Like, if he's in a Mercedes, I think he'd be back in the main team. But I don't think Red Bull, the way they're on their team, I don't think he's ever going to go back to Red no, Bull. No, yeah. So that's what I was going to bring up. So before we talk about Ferrari quickly, Gasly... Is at AlphaTauri now. He's there until he either decides to leave himself and find somewhere better to go, or until Red Bull decide we're not going to put you in a Red Bull anyway. We might as well bring some new talent into the car and replace him. Once Yuki maybe is a little bit, he doesn't need the help of an experienced driver. My question is, where does he go? Because he's clearly talented and he's doing very well. He's like you said, one of the most consistent on the grid right now. Where does he go to further his career from? Was it Marco? Uh, Helmut Marco spoke about this. He was like, I think next season would be the last for Pierre and Red Bull. No, he mentioned that. that. I think I think I read something along the lines of that, which. See, as you can tell on this podcast, we come with very official information. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I remember reading it. it was, no, yeah. It was. I don't remember the source, but I remember reading something along the lines. It was actually quoted from him, but. That guy talks so much. I know, I know, but like, if <laughs> but he, no, yeah, realistically, right. if he's saying, that's it, thing, he means it. after after the end of the that year. Uh, Tsunoda will be, uh, have been in AlphaTauri for two years. Yeah. Obviously, the, I don't think he's proved himself to be in a Red Bull. I think they're happy with Sergio this year. No, but he, if he's staying in AlphaTauri, he's staying That's in That's the thing, it's fine. He can stay at AlphaTauri. So I think after two years, they think he'll have enough experience to lead the team. Whether he will or not, that's yeah, leading another the team, debate. It sounds tough, but you've got to remember AlphaTauri is literally the only team on the grid that isn't trying to win the championship. Exactly. Every so. other team, if they had the budget or the best car or whatever it was, they'd try and win. This one is literally Red Bulls, like understand. Exactly. So, basically, after two years, you can say, okay, he'll be the lead driver, bring up another young talent, essentially. And they have quite a few, like, um, they have Liam Lawson, they have, uh, what's his name, uh, Daruvula. Uh, they have quite a few very, very talented drivers. They're known for, yeah, Red Bulls. So, the young driver program at Red Bull is always known for bringing. So, they have, like, there's also Alex Albon, you can put his name in. Uh, but, <laughs> you could do it to be fair. Yeah, it's only AlphaTauri, they could just but, shove him in there for the But basically, 
you have a lot of talented drivers. After this year, the reason I think they kept him this year is, like, obviously this year, Tsunoda coming in, no experience driver, they need an experienced driver. Next year, yeah. I think if Tsunoda had performed incredibly consistency, uh, consistently this year, Gasly would have gone. So, yeah. so yeah, next year, he's point. only staying because he actually got most of the points for the team. Tsunoda got very, very few. So from next year onwards, though, where is he going to go? I think, realistically speaking, I mean, Williams might be an option, I think. Um, yeah. Alfa Romeo, perhaps, depending on who they sign as. I don't see Valtteri going, to be honest. So it yeah, depends on who goes into that second seat. Mm. I don't see Haas, to be honest. I, uh, I don't no one know. wants to go to Haas. Yeah. yeah. But, so, so basically, he's only left with the second seat in Alfa Tauri. Uh, no, sorry, Alfa Romeo. Yeah. And Asia Williams, which yeah. I think I think would probably be Latifi who's going to go. Yeah, I mean, now they've got the new American. Exactly. Uh, I don't, they, don't they don't really need a pay driver. Yeah, they don't yeah. need money anymore. Right. So who else on the grid could they... Uh, Alfa obviously that's out. Good, you know, out. Get the Mercedes is out. That's five teams. Um, Imagine he replaces Lewis when he retires. Huh. That would be insane. Alpine is an option as well. Alpine wants Alonso to retire, so that's a good point. So because Alonso, I think Alonso is next, the last, is next year, his last year, isn't it? On his contract, he had two years on the so. contract. So I think if he retires at the end of next year, that's an option. Uh, obviously Mercedes is out, Red Bull's out, Ferrari's out, I think. Ferrari's out. Because yeah. if Sainz goes, then <coughs> Mick Schumacher's going to come in. Which yeah, and I Sainz really shouldn't go as well. Yeah, that's the thing, I think he's performed so well, I don't think he should go. McLaren's out. McLaren's out. Uh, I think yeah. if that's the thing, McLaren, if they let go of Daniel Ricciardo, which I don't think they're gonna do, because they haven't kind of gotten a lot out of it. I think they'll keep him for next year, because I think they realize the car this year does not suit him. Yeah. But I think that was just a bad excuse. But they kept him. I think they kept him for next year because they realized that this year does not really matter that much. True. It's Very all true. about next year. And he's a proven talent. The thing exactly. with the other drivers is. You know, you put them in this car, you don't know. You put them in this car, you don't. Know. He was at Red Bull, and he was on pace with Verstappen. Like debatable. He I, he held up a fight with him most of the time. Yeah. Like he's not like ever since uh, they got or he left, the second driver Red Bull's been nowhere near. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's because that, that, been, yeah, they've always been revolving, revolving the car around Max, and that's why Daniel left in the first place because he knew he didn't want to be like Max's second driver, but. I yeah, think Alpine's yeah. an option. I don't think Aston Martin's an option. Unless, you don't think Aston's unless an Sebastian retires. Actually, yeah, Vettel's actually a lot younger than you'd think he is. Yeah, I don't. That's the thing because he won like four championships in his yeah, early. Yeah, but he's he's like two years younger than Lewis, I believe. Yeah, so I don't I don't see Seb retiring at the end of next year. I mean, Str- uh, what if he takes Stroll's seat? No, Stroll is. <laughs> Let's be honest, Stroll is going. You know, Stroll's twenty three. Really? Yeah, Stroll's twenty three. Bro, he's nice. so young. He's thirty four. So. You can easily go like five more years. Yeah, that's like the same age as Bottas. Yeah, so basically Williams. So he only has Williams, Alpine, Alfa Romeo, essentially. Yeah, I mean... If yeah, Haas, right. I thought Aston was he the can, one. He can go Haas if basically if... Um, if, um, if he wants to be Mazepin's no, second no, driver. No, no, if Sainz leaves and what's his name goes. Oh, and Schumacher, Schumacher goes yeah. to Ferrari. And then he is Mazepin's second driver. You've got. I mean, Mazepin does need a wingman. To be fair, that is a role that's open. Mazepin, Mazepin. Right. Uh. So, what do we have next? Well, that was so. That all. T- all that talk about Gasly was about the best performance. Basically. I do want to mention quickly, Ferrari with the team orders. 
Do you think Ferrari are in a better place now in terms of management since before there are loads of examples of Ferrari, especially with Kimi and Vettel. What they do is Kimi was Vettel's second driver, but every time they went and needed to make a decision on uh, putting Vettel ahead of Kimi, which is, it was such an obvious choice. You, you would, there was very rarely a, a situation where keeping Kimi in front of Vettel was a good decision. They'd still take too long to do it. So they'd ask them both what your speeds or what your pace is. Vettel would be like, get him out of the way. Kimi wouldn't move. <laughs> get out. Um, Kimi wouldn't move. But obviously that's not because he's being stubborn. He would listen to them. It's just they wouldn't tell him to do it. Exactly. So at certain times what they do is they tell Kimi, uh, you know, we need to get you out of the way or whatever. Or do you think you can go faster? They'd say, do you think he could go faster? And he would say, listen, if you want me to get out of the way for Vettel, just tell me. Like, I'll get out of the way if you need me to do, just tell me to That's do. actually, I think he's one of the best second drivers in the sense that he just did not care. Yeah, no, he... Yeah. He just he was, did not care at all. He was so good. Um, I really like him. I'm actually quite sad he's leaving. Um, it's not going to be the same about him, to be fair. I don't think... Uh, like, they took so long to make the decision, but that's the thing. There was, a, I think, a second and a half between them for quite a few laps. And he couldn't get closer to Leclerc. And Leclerc is not going to move out if he's like, he can't even catch me. Yeah. So he's not even close for me to move. So why are you talking about me moving out of the way? So I think that's what stopped him is because Carlos couldn't get close enough to actually charge. Sense. How are you going to get close enough to Gasly? Um, but it is yeah. a, I'd say it's positive for them, seeing as... It's not as bad as he used to be. Yeah, exactly. So they did make the decision in the end. They swapped them. But it took, I think it took too long. It took too long, but to be fair, luckily for them, the gap to Gasly was so big at any at this point anyway. Technical difficulty. My phone is gonna pass out basically. Ah, uh, but um, so what was I even saying, bro? So th at this bro. point, yeah, the the time they wasted anyway was no problem because they were never gonna catch Gasly, so it I didn't cost them so. anything. And then they swapped back afterwards just to keep the agreement. But I think it shows also at the same time, like with Mercedes, he's out of the way quite quickly. If it's Valtteri. Yeah, true. Yeah, but so I think there is that. I mean, he gets out of the way quickly for Verstappen as well, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> we'll get on to that in a second. Debatable, that's debatable. Next, that's next. That is actually true. But that's the thing. I think there is a bit of inexperience in the team. It's the same with McLaren. You know McLaren, that's the thing. You saw it in... Russia. Russia. Yeah. yeah, we spoke about this. You saw it in Russia. They're inexperienced leading a race. And... They trusted, they trusted Lando, which, okay, fair enough, but they had more data than Lando had. They saw the rain was coming in, and then they let him stay out. The and they ended up, they ended up, he went down, was it P7, I think? Like, he wasn't even Something in the top like five, like, not even close. And I think that shows inexperience of leading a race and the decisions you make at the front. Mercedes are a lot better at this because they've done it so long. Obviously, this year, there's no debate that Mercedes have kind of dropped off. Do you need... The question is, do you need to change the people who are like, some of the people who are working on the, um, ah. called, like the pit, like the, what's called, strategy? Yeah, that's right. Because they've made so many mistakes this year that maybe perhaps you need fresh blood in there. You mean at Mercedes or? Yeah, I mean at Mercedes. There's also, the, tough to there's also the debate of like, uh, Mercedes lost their head of development for the engine the, at the start of this year. To Red Bull. Oh. oh, wait, to Red Bull? To Red Bull. No Red way. Yes. And this is the first year in a very, very, very long time 
that Mercedes are struggling with engine reliability issues. They must so be the question in 2014. Yeah. So the question is longer. The question is him leaving. Has that actually caused people are people asked Toto this and Toto said no, no, yeah, and this is it. But he would say that. Yeah. He left, and now you're having engine reliability issues. Literally, Lewis is on his fifth engine. Valtteri's on his sixth yeah, yeah. engine. Six. Bro, before we even mention Lewis on five, bro. He's about to take a penalty tomorrow. Well, at the yeah. end of tomorrow, before the race on Sunday. That's insane, honestly. I think that says a lot. You don't need to say anything else. It's very true. It's very true. Yeah. Maybe this year. I really hope not, because it would ruin the championship. But it could be the first time since, I want to say 2018 Austria is the one that comes to mind. That uh, <coughs> a Mercedes ended up retiring due to engine issues no. or something. Could you imagine? That that would ruin the championship. I'm not gonna lie. It would. So uh, onto the worst performance now. I mentioned uh, personally for me. I'm gonna go onto this straight away. That right, Bottas. Ricardo. Worst performance. Horrendous. Ricardo. Bro, no, Ricardo. So you can tell he's a listen. Ricardo was ahead of Bottas. You can tell he's. He, a it was bad, player. but he kept Bottas behind him pretty much the entire race. Now this is why Bottas is awful. Yeah. So. Right took, at the beginning. It took one point from um, uh, Verstappen. It took him two tries. To be fair, that was partly his luck, because Verstappen did slow down, actually, if you saw. Verstappen was leading, he slowed down by, like, four seconds just to ruin his lap, and then Bottas had to pit again afterwards. But, um, honestly, so, we're, we're at the start. Bottas is in pole position. Lewis is alongside him. Max Verstappen is behind it Bottas. just seems the door open for Max. It's so bad. So, he starts off. First of all, his start wasn't as good as Lewis. If it was as good as Lewis, he could have gone in front of Lewis, given him the slipstream, and then let him off. Like, before even the braking zone into turn one, he would have given him the space, the pass is done, first, second, third, the only thing that's changed is the two Mercedes have switched. Instead, his start isn't as good, and now they're side by side. So Lewis is now not gaining anything from being alongside him because he doesn't get a slipstream. Max Verstappen, on the other hand, gets to choose. He can get a slipstream from Bottas, he can get a slipstream from Lewis, he chooses Bottas, he stays where he is, you know, shortest I'm distance. I'm surprised Bottas didn't go, like, to the This end. is what I'm saying. So he comes in, and he moves over to the right as if he's defending from Lewis. As if he's trying to keep the lead from Lewis. Keep Lewis behind. Is Why? And then, and then, this is the worst part. The way they're positioned now, if Lewis is about halfway alongside him, they've created literally, this is what the police in the UK do. They create a, a box so you can't go anywhere, and they trap you in, and that's how they pull you over. They've done that now. Not obviously not on purpose, but they've created the box. If he moves to the left, Max Verstappen now on his left has grass, on his right has Lewis Hamilton, and in front of him has Valtteri Bottas. He can't move. He's trapped there until the braking zone, and now you've you've basically if you cut off his line through turn one, you've he can't go anywhere. He's third now. And Lewis can just go through. Lewis if, even if Lewis stays second, he's still ahead of Max, we're all sorted. He moves over to defend from Lewis, the gap is there. More than a more than a car's width, perfect. He just Verstappen straight line, perfect. And obviously credit to him for being late on the brakes and you know making the move. But he had the racing line. Not only have you given him space on the outside, you've also given him the racing line. Like what is this? It's horrendous, bro. It's so bad. Like why? I've been telling you for so long that Valtteri is very good at qualifying. His racecraft is horrendous. Yeah, honestly. It reminds me of Russia when uh, he left the door open to him. Max was coming from last, and then he catches up to Bottas, who's at just like 10th at this point. First time of asking. He, he doesn't take a multiple laps. This is the Mercedes we're talking about. He goes up the inside of him as the move is done. It's... Oh, honestly. 
It's, <laughs> it's so disappointing, bro. And then, not only does he do that, he breaks early, he gets out of the way. Max now has the lead. He gets spun around by Ricardo, and then spends the entire race behind him. But that's the thing, that's his issue. When he, when he gets pushed to the back, he can't make up places. Yeah, this is the point you were making last time. The same, same problem with Perez as well, I think, this year in the Red Bull. He's not been able yeah. to make a lot of places up. Well, so I would say we'd go on to the, the most underrated uh, drive, but we've, we've gone with Gasly for this one. Very clearly Gasly. Yeah. Definitely Gasly. So, uh, I don't know, it's tough. So, we've come to Brazil now. We've just seen qualifying, watched it on the big screen. And uh, Mercedes looking quickest at the moment, which is sort of surprising for me because normally Red Bull's slightly better. But I feel it's surprising like how the gap, how big the gap is because it was yeah. four tenths on the pole lap. I'm calling it pole position. I don't care what they say. That's pole position. It was four tenths, which is huge. Yeah, it's very significant. I feel like I don't know. I feel like if that stays that way, I, if that stays that way, I feel like. Mercedes can, Lewis can take the five grid penalty. Like if he wins, obviously the sprint qualifying, and he can then go on and make up the five positions and win the race. He could win the race. I think so. Five positions from the first. Could, uh, I think he could win. I don't think he's overtaking Max. I feel like he could make a decent. Vettel could always hit him and take him out of the race. But Lewis only has to make two. Vettel would probably miss to be honest, bro. <laughs> He'd try and miss. He'd give him too and much then, room. And, and then basically him. there'd be like a massive gap between them by the end of the lap. He'd ruin his own front wing, to be honest. He'd try to take him out. He's ruined his own front wing in the process. Yeah, uh, the, I have I have one piece of controversial news though. But what's this? There is there are rumors that Audi is looking to buy out McLaren. Oh, I have seen this. Yeah. That just Imagine. hurts. Imagine, bro. Hurt. Like, I don't care if Mercedes leaves. I don't care if Red Bull leaves. I don't care if... Like, okay, the only two teams on the grid... Three. Okay, three. 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 If they leave, I'm actually sad. Yeah. Ferrari, obviously Ferrari. Yeah. But Ferrari's going nowhere, realistically. Ferrari's... No, yeah, there's no way Ferrari... So it's only two teams who leave, or at least if their name leaves the Formula 1, it's depressing, which is McLaren and Williams. Yeah. Older and, and to think Audi Audi's thinking of buying McLaren is just that that just like the fact that's even uh, being considered is disgusting because for people that don't know no no I think I, I don't <coughs> think McLaren are considering I think Audi are well the fact that they think it's on the cards is insane because obviously they're just rumors at this point but McLaren is very clearly well established as the second most historic team on the grid they have an incredible history on there it's only behind Ferrari. And then Williams as well, it's, it's brought up from Sir Frank Williams. It was, it became, well, I think Mercedes are now rivaling it after their period of domination. But the difference between Williams and Mercedes, now they have similar statistics, is Williams did it over a much longer period with some of the most legendary drivers you've ever heard of. Nigel Mansell, Prost. Uh, Damon Hill. Damon Hill. Uh, not quite the level of the other ones, but still very Nico good. Rosberg. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Williams is incredible Williams. stuff. The king. The oh, no. oh, I thought you were going to say Maldonado. <laughs> no, 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 no. Still the, with their last the win bro. on the board. 2012 Spain. Uh, bro, that's just... What a guy. <laughs> Sad, bro, honestly. But no, Sad. yeah, they can't. They can't leave it. The other teams, they come and go. They get bought out. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't... Three, it's yeah. because McLaren have been in... Uh, essentially, they've been losing money for the past few seasons. I think but they have to sell their, their technology centre. Because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. 
I think they're renting or something. No, but they they've lost actually a bit of money. Like they've been losing money for like a year even before COVID. Oh okay. So that's why Audi's interested. This but, is when Lawrence Stroll comes in, he mm, starts his monopoly, he buys a second F one team. See, it's interesting. I'd actually, I'd actually be interested if Audi say buy out fifty percent of the team and became Audi McLaren, for instance. Actually, yeah, that's I think that would be. I think that's thing. I think that would be really interesting. They could um, become title sponsors if they make the engine. So instead of being McLaren, yeah, so that would be like twenty twenty six, isn't it? Oh yeah. True. But I mean, in terms of if the team actually became Audi McLaren or McLaren Audi or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't mind that. Yeah, some teams have extremely long names. I, d- I, don't, I, I don't mind that at all because it would still be McLaren the Ma- yeah. and people forget about Audi. Just like now the Williams name is still in F1 but the exactly. family left last year. Exactly. So I don't care I don't care if like, they add the Audi name in because obviously McLaren had like quite a few names, a lot of names. Like There's the West one. There is... Um, that's like the Hakkinen one. Oh, oh yeah. There is the late 90s. Mercedes one. Uh, Renault was in the name uh, like a few years back. Like They've used the engine. Honda was in the name. Yeah, so I don't care if they add the name, as it, but everyone's gonna still look at it as the McLaren. Of course, everyone's gonna mention McLaren. And I don't want to see the team gone and the team history gone and all of that, because I think it brings a lot to Formula One as a sport having these kind of three legendary. Teams. Yeah, it's like the tracks. You can't get rid of Silverstone. You can't get rid of, as much as we'd love to. We can't get rid of Monaco. You can't get rid of. Uh, don't Brazil, I'd say, you really shouldn't leave. Don't, don't get No, but that's the... Brazil is actually an interesting race. There is good racing in Brazil, so I don't yeah, think no, it's... Brazil, Spars... Monaco is of these big bad, ones. bro. Monaco, the racing is it's just, It's just the fact it's historic. I know it's bad, it's just... I think I think solving it is very easy. Make the car smaller. True. Yeah. Formula E, they were passing and it was easy. Yeah, doing the same Formula thing. 1, bro, they can't pass because their cars are massive. Why is the car so big? I don't know, but... Well... You can tell I hate Monaco. <laughs> you do, you, you do. Tell you do. I hate Monaco. Well, one thing they've tried to do. I don't to hate Monaco, I just hate bad <clears throat> racing. Monaco yeah. is the worst. Ricardo won, was it? He had 60% engine power. 2018, yeah. yeah. He still won. That says everything. The entire race is what well. was like 20 laps. That was literally like. Right behind, you couldn't do anything. Verstappen behind Lewis when Lewis had like, was it 50 year old tires? <laughs> the AWS graphic comes up 0% tires and all. Bro, he, he was literally like right behind him for so many apps and he couldn't pass. Yeah, it's, oh, it's bad. You know, well, this reminds me of the most iconic picture in Formula 1 history. I know we're bouncing around topics, but it's the image of Mika Hakkinen and Michael Schumacher. When Mika Hakkinen is standing oh, there, like doing like, oh, oh yeah. that image is just like... Mm. Even though, I know, yeah, that, that was big. So anyway, what they're trying <laughs> to do now to, uh, to make the... To make the sport more interesting, or to make uh, new fans have something to look forward to, because obviously first stint, second stint, it gets boring even for us. What they do now is someone when they try an undercut. I know this this has been there for about a year now. I I think it's a year. Uh, they'll come up with the predicted graphic. So they'll say striking distance this many laps. They'll say overtake difficulty this hard. They've run the data. They've done all this. I want to ask you, does it? It's trying to run the line between making it interesting, but also for older fans, it's now ruining the unpredictability of the sport. I don't think so. I think it actually makes it really interesting. Like, I think it was, I think it added a lot to, say, Bahrain. Because Bahrain, you know, you saw Max was in striking distance and, you know, we had like, was it 10 laps or something like that? And you could yeah. see he was, he was closing in on Lewis very quickly. And I think it added a new dimension of, you can see how close it is and you can see how quickly it's gaining 
And it's not just in like the Chinese screen on the side where no one really. Yeah, back in the day we do the maths in our heads. Yeah, you say doing 20 so... laps, second a lap, 15 yeah. laps to go. It's a bit dead, you know. I think this way it's a lot. It's a lot nicer to watch. The graphics look nice. It looks really interesting. And I think it added a new dimension of, you know, okay, 10 laps max is definitely going to pass. Oh, so you prefer and then I think I actually, I actually think it adds something like new to the sport in terms of it, it makes it interesting. It would be interesting to see though, like, the one thing I, I dislike this year is there's a massive gap between, say, Lewis Verstappen and then everyone else, basically. Yeah, I mean... That's that's the only thing that kind of, when I watch a race, you know that okay, if Lewis has a grid penalty, the race is dead because Max is just building a twenty second gap. So I think that's why I'm excited for the new regulations. Definitely. Because it's going to be closer racing, not just between. It's not going to be two at the front. Hopefully, it's going to be like it's four and five people go. You saw that. You actually saw that in like say like the early two thousand tens. 2010, 2012 as well. There was a lot of close racing in terms of it's not just one guy. To, like, obviously, Vettel won the championship, like, 10, 10, 11, 12, and 13. But he's still, there was still a lot of good racing. Yeah. Like, and, and varied wins, yeah. I think 2012 is the one where you had the most consecutive different race winners from the start. So I think there were seven in a row where the first seven races were won by seven different drivers. Exactly, it was a bit more interesting. But I think 2010 is the one season where he kind of stands out. It does, yeah. You go to the final, like, like even the names that were in the title contention at the time was, what was it? was uh, Sebastian Vettel, Mark Webber, Lewis Hamilton, Alonso, Button. Button. Insane names. All apart from Webber World Championship. Huge names, huge names, huge names. Yeah, like, between them, how many titles do they have today? Two for Fernando. Yeah. Four for Vettel. Yeah. Seven for Lewis. Okay, that's like one. <laughs> Thirteen. Um, uh, it was Button as one. So that's fourteen. Fourteen oh. titles between those guys. And Mark Webber is there, so. <laughs> actually, I actually like Mike, um, uh, Mark Webber. Yeah, no, that. he's great. I said Mike Webber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Mark Webber's a really likeable guy. I don't think he's on the same level as Sebastian these days. It's the same with like someone like David Coulthard. It's like, the classic. He's a, he's a great, great, yeah, yeah. No, he's a great driver, but he's, he, even he admits he's like, I was good enough for race wins, but I just, I did not have that magic touch to yeah. go on and win world championships. Quickly, right, before we get into the rivalry between Mark Webber and, <laughs> and Sebastian Vettel in 2010. Multi-21. <laughs> okay, well, I really probably shouldn't mention this, but actually, no, okay, we'll go on. So, the podium end of the race. Obviously, a lot of people are talking about Checo's dad and that because he's he's a great lad, and his kid as well. His kid was on the podium watching on. Those were some incredible pictures. I want to ask you if you've seen Monza before COVID. You know what I'm about to say because Monza before COVID is insane. The just the fact the podium hangs over the track and then the, the fans come up underneath it. They have their flags. They wave them. They get and them the signed. The Tifosi there letting off the stuff with the massive. Uh, so not only do they have the flags on the stick that they get the drivers to sign because they're so long up, they obviously have flags over the fans as well. Exactly. They're doing this stuff. That podium though in Mexico was incredible. Would you say it's up there with one of the best? I think, it's, I think Mexico and Monza are probably the best podiums. Yeah, like not so I aside like, from the race, just purely imagery. On yeah, the yeah, I think those are two best podiums probably. I can't think of another one. I don't like. I don't. 
And that's it. I, li- I love Silverstone, but the podium isn't really... The positioning isn't great. No, um, it's not the same, yeah. The rest are just fairly boring, I think. I they're just standard, yeah. Yeah, I think these ones, they bring a bit more kind of... It's a, it's a lot more interesting. The fact it's around the stadium section as well. Yeah. Like, I the fans were there, but also the stadium section is surrounded. I think the Mexican... Last day, I think the Mexican and the... Italian one, they present a bit more of a kind of party kind of atmosphere, and yeah, and it's yeah. it's interesting because it makes it a lot more fun than like the other ones. Obviously, Imola is not really the case, but Imola this year was more kind of it was shadowed by like there wasn't there weren't any fans really. So yeah, but it's good to be fair. I don't so, think there there weren't actually any fans at all. Uh, I can't remember because it was the beginning of the year, so it's still like COVID was still big back then. I don't think there were. I there weren't really any. Remember. No, there weren't. There weren't any at Emila. Just like Bahrain, there weren't any there. Oh yeah. Well. So now we've asked that. We go on from the podium to our predictions from last week. So let's see how this one. <laughs> Even I've forgotten actually what they said. No. So let me just get this up. Until they bring it up, I have a question. Yes. Thoughts on next one is after Brazil is going to be Saudi and Qatar. Yeah, I think uh, Qatar and Saudi. Sorry. Qatar and Saudi. Okay. Yeah, I think they're going to be two dead races. Two? De- why? I don't. I. I've just asked you a question. I beg you, don't spend like five minutes answering this, please. No, no, no. Why? Why? I don't. I, I have a feeling they're going to be boring. I said Mexico is going to be boring. Oh uh, no! Don't do this again. Don't do. This. Oh, don't even predict it. I swear, I'd be so disappointed if you went and predicted just, it. He's going to go to sleep tonight and he's going to be like, oh, boring race, no! I swear, I didn't believe you last time. I didn't want to believe you. Really. No, but Mexico is an obvious guess. Like, Mexico is always boring. Yeah, but I didn't think it stood out that much. As being, I knew it wasn't great, but I didn't think it would stand out as like a proper boring track. It is And it did end up as a proper, yeah. Okay, okay you want to say what we predicted? Right, so. well, so, what we've got here. Bro, I put predict top three, predict top five, but I'm assuming the first one was for quality. Mm-hmm. I didn't specify. So, qualifying. The top three you predicted were Max, Lewis, then Bottas. I, I went with Max, Bottas, then Lewis. So, I did predict that Bottas would out-qualify uh, out Lewis. Obviously, we were both wrong because uh, it was the same three, but Mercedes yeah. somehow whipped up a pace. So, we'll, uh, you can forgive us for messing that up. That's not embarrassing. They're just No one has any idea how they managed to do that. Top five. I just did fastest laps instead of finishing results. So um, smart. So the top five. You said Max, Lewis, Bottas, Gasly, Lando. Now this <laughs> oh yes, I got Gasly. Yo. This was before Lando had his a uh, penalty introduced. So obviously that. Yo. Count, we've got Max in the right place. Lewis second is also right. You missed Perez, but Gasly being fourth is also right. How did I guess it? Bro, this is insane. How did I guess that? And then I went with... I totally, I totally forgot I guessed Oh, wait, no, I misguessed. Ah, oh, bro. I got Max Lewis Perez, so I got the podium right. And then I went with Charles and Lando. <laughs> Charles came fifth. <laughs> to be fair, Max, Max Lewis and Perez was a lot more easier to predict than Gasly. Yeah, no. You I went just behind. purely on Gasly, you know. I'll give you that, yeah. Interestingly, driver of the day, you went with Lando. Which, I mean, like, basically no one had a stand-up. I, actually, yeah. no, Gasly really should have got a driver of the day. I was about to say no one got a stand-up performance, but that's because no one was moving around a lot and stuff. Perez got driver of the day, and I was right. So, predictable. Like I said, one he one. wasn't really going to do much, but he, it's, he it's, got it's driver of the day because people were watching. Got because exactly. Nice. Right. Uh, and that was it for the predictions. So, we'll do our Brazil ones in a second. 
I'd also like to mention notable things that happened. Ted Kravitz back in the paddock is incredible scenes. Oh, and that actually brings me on, speaking of uh, Sky people, Martin Brundle has now had a, a rule introduced, not in his yeah. name, but yeah, like, yeah. If it, essentially because of him. There are no bodyguards allowed on the track anymore. Yeah, I read about that. Right? Bro, to be fair, why, why, okay, I have a question. Why is a bodyguard even on the track? Because it's all personnel and yeah. they're too busy doing their job. Bro, people say this, the drivers are more famous than these celebrities exactly. most of the time. Like, what are you doing? It's, it's not even, that's the thing. Most of them are not like, like, I guess it, like, that's the thing. Like, when you have very, very big personalities, it's like Shaquille O'Neal. He doesn't need a bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to reach him, man. Imagine, bro, one of the skinny, like, bro, Alpha yeah. Towery engineers comes in. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, even who else was on the, like... Bro, there's not I've seen aerospace. Else? We've both seen aerospace engineers. They're not, exactly. they're not mechanical no engineers. No one cares what kind of, You're not touching these basketball players, to be honest. Yeah. It's not that's the, no, but that's And the, the celebrities, we don't care about them either. Yeah, that's true. Let's be honest. No. It's not going to make a difference. Most of the fans don't either, actually. They quite they really hate it when someone famous comes in onto the grid. Because they say, what are they doing? You know, you're not an F1 fan. Why are you here? Yeah, it's, it's worse than like, places like the US and like Austin. It's always, they're really famous. Yeah, people. they always love them. And yeah. Silverstone you get, but I think Silverstone they're always out of the way, so it's not really a big issue. They're I mean, Silverstone, it's, it's harder to convince someone to go into the middle of exactly. nowhere, pretty much, in the UK. Exactly. And then Abu Dhabi's one where you get, like, do you remember when oh, uh, Lewis won the championship and Prince Harry was on the radio and he's like, congratulations. Bro, it's the most random stuff here. Celebrities will come out of nowhere. No, but that's the, I don't think he was ever kind of in the middle of, like, I don't care if a celebrity's there. Mm. But when he's on the track and walking, and you need bodyguards, like, why do you need That's bodyguards? It's actually all restricted personnel. They're all working on the car, and they're all too busy getting the car ready to care that you're passing, like, so, I don't is really it, care, like... It is, it's disgusting. And the worst part is, she answered his question. Like, Megan Thee Stallion specifically her, like, when he answered the question, as bad of a question as it was, because obviously he's not really going to know who she is, he asked her that can you do the can you do you have some F one rap for us today? And she says she doesn't. Like she was still she was part of it, she was entertaining it. And then the random nobody out of nowhere comes in and he's like, Oh no, you can't do that. Like who are you? Like leave it. Honestly, just this makes me want to look up the Martin Brundle. Like if you haven't seen Martin Brundle's gridwalks, he's been doing them for ages. There are some incredible moments. Honestly, there are some incredible moments. The best part I'd say uh, obviously, there's a classic one. It was it was actually at Brazil, I believe, two thousand. I want to say six. Kimmy misses a uh, a pe presentation pe from Pele. Pele. Yeah. I'm not gonna say why. Yeah. Look it up. He misses the presentation. That's a memorable moment. And I'd say another one. One of the main ones is uh, that's the best one. That's the best one. <laughs> All right, we'll say second is this is a generalization. Yeah. But you know when so back in the day they'd have the little umbrella. So the engineer is yeah. holding the little umbrella. They have a notepad, they're telling the driver, probably pit this lap, do this, whatever, or I don't know, they're just giving them instructions. And uh, the, what they'll do is the, the pundits or whatever, they'll line up to interview the driver. So now they've got the driver surrounded by th at least three people, and then the massive cameramen coming in to try and get a quick, you know, one, two minute, or one, two seconds, quick question, how do you feel like you're going to do, how are you feeling? And these are, we're talking pundits from Germany, Italy the country that they're in for the race, all sorts. And obviously, Brundle has limited time. He comes in, he has to, like... The driver's turning around, moving this way, they're covering the mouth so you can't see what they're saying. Brundle has to go in, in between all of the other people, and try 
for the second that the driver is ready to answer a question, he has to be in there with his microphone first to answer the question. So he comes in, I believe, oh, there's this one iconic one I saw, they put it on TikTok, it's so funny. Like there's this woman like ready, like fully in front of the driver, there's someone else asking the question, they're about to leave now. The lady's there, like ready to interview the driver, right in front of him, clearly first in the queue. Martin comes in out of nowhere from the side of the driver, comes in, comes in, how are you feeling, how are you going to do? It was so funny. I'm pretty sure he was there first, and then he comes in afterwards thinking she's going to get her interview first. But honestly, work clip. It's incredible. It's so funny. But yeah, Martin Brundle was a legendary man. Also, Ted Gravis. This is why I mentioned this. I just, I love Ted, to be honest. I think Martin's actually like one of my favourite pundits, actually. Yeah, definitely. I really, I do like, like, I'm, I'm more kind of like, I like the channel. Is it Channel 4? Like, like in terms yeah. of his Mark Webber... Uh, David Coulthard, those guys, I think they, they're a lot better than like Martin Brundle and those guys. Right. They cover the races a lot better. Well, speaking of the race, Are we gonna do tomorrow we do have a race. We have sprint qualifying tomorrow, then Ooh. we have the race on Sunday, and like last time, let me just try and Thoughts remember on sprint what we qualifying. Doing. I'm not fans of Whoever gets fastest lap has to get pole <laughs> position. I don't care. You you get your quickest over twenty laps. Do not care. You're not. That's not pole position. Whoever done that just has no knowledge okay. of F one. So your top three for qualifying, please. Uh, I think it's going to be race. Lewis, Max, Valtteri. Wow, are you back in Bottas? Interesting. No, no, I said Lewis Max. Fine. Yeah, but even to get third. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. I think he'll hold. I think he might actually be Lewis uh, Lewis Valtteri Max. Are you gonna change it to that? Wait, wait. Max is in P two, isn't he? Valtteri change it to that. Uh, let me check. I believe so. Yeah, yeah then I'm I back. In, so. I'm back in this. I'm back in this. I'll just make sure. Just because so, the Red Bulls. I'm not, using, I'm not having the Red Bulls a lot. The Red Bulls a lot slower. Bottas is third, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna say this. Valtteri is a lot slower. Like. The Red Bull's a lot slower, so I don't uh, think he's going to overtake Lewis. He's going to overtake Max, you mean? Uh, no, I'm talking about like uh, Max overtaking Lewis. Valtteri is going to be nowhere close to Bottas. What is your top three for sprint Lewis, qualifying? Max, Valtteri. Okay. I'm saying that Max isn't going to catch up with Lewis, and I'm oh. saying Valtteri isn't going to... Valtteri is in okay. no league yeah, close no. to uh, Max. So. Alright, I'm going to go with... Oh, I feel like... They have to go the same three, you know. Something mad could happen there. Hmm. Like if something you know, you know, you know, Hamilton, Verstappen, Perez. I'm gonna go with Lewis. I feel like Max will be smart enough to keep himself out of trouble. Max Perez. I want to even go Perez. I might even back Gasly to come third. Nah. Nah, we'll go. We'll go Perez. I'm gonna go Perez. And top five in the race. Top five in the race from you. Ooh. I think it's gonna be. I want Lewis to win. Not not because I'm not a loser. But I want him to win because I want the championship to go to the last race. Yeah. Just purely for kind of enjoyment. Like, to it enjoy needs to. Because Abu, be Abu Dhabi is going to be a dead race unless there's a championship battle. Yeah. So, based on that, I'm going to say Lewis is going to win the race. Okay. Verstappen, Perez, no, Bochas, Perez, Gasly. So it's... Lewis, Verstappen, Bottas, Perez, yes. That's exactly how it's finished. No, I think Perez will pass Bottas too. No, 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 I think Bottas will pass. You think it's going to end exactly how it did today in qualifying? 
Yeah, but with Lewis passing the ring. Oh, yeah, because he's taking the penalty. Yeah. You still think he's going to win? I, I hope he wins. Just just because, like, I don't think... Uh, if he loses, if he loses... Actually, no, I think it's going to be Verstappen. <laughs> yeah, now I'm changing. Okay, you put your thing. Ah, down. no, no, no. no. You do go. go on. Verstappen, then what? Verstappen... Yeah. I think it's going to be Verstappen, Lewis, uh, Bottas, Perez, and then Gasly, obviously. Okay. Okay, yeah, no, I see that. So I don't, I don't see Lewis Bottas Perez Gasly. If he passes, if he passes Verstappen, that's the thing. Lewis has Lewis has these moments where, for like a good period of the season, he's inconsistent. Like at the beginning of the season this year, he was consistent. He was doing really well. He didn't have the best car, but he was putting like he won in Portugal. Was it Portugal? Uh, he got Verstappen. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Bahrain. So. All these like he did really well. He had a good run. Imola, he yeah. got back and stuff. He was doing really well, and then he dropped off mid season. And so I'm interested to see if these last five races, is it four races? Four races. Brazil, Qatar, four, yeah. Lewis can go on a mad run where he just wins. Like, he's won six, seven races on the bounce. Yeah, and the most he's done this season is 11. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested. Obviously, he had a dominant car at the time, but Lewis has the capability to just utterly dominate everyone. It's almost like he turns it on whenever he wants. Like in yeah, 2016, even though he lost, he because won the now, last fight. Now, the interesting part is now he needs to do that. Mm. He needs to win. Yeah. So I think we were talk- I was talking about uh, to this, like to one of my friends yesterday about this. Has Lewis peaked? Has Lewis reached the top? Is you know he dropping this? off? We're not going to ask this question now, but it's a very good question for Because now, once is, again, is, we're running no, out of time. Because, because it's the same thing with Sebastian. People said when he went to Ferrari, oh no, he's, he's, he was not the same Sebastian. He did not have that same fire and that same kind of aggressiveness. Because he, he was a Red Bull in uh, early Red 20s. Bull. Like, imagine he exactly. peaked in his early 20s. That's so sad. Yeah, but you say that about four-time world champions. So, true, true, very true. He's one of the best drivers. Like I think he's, he's in the top 10 of... Or top 15. All time statistically, I, I think he's like fourth or something. Yeah, no, but I'm talking if like... But in general, yeah. I, say, I think best best driver of all time, Ayrton Senna, hands down. Fair. And then there's an argument for Michael and Lewis, and then Prost, and then, and then, and then after those guys, there's obviously Fangio with them. I think those yeah. four guys, Fangio. I think after that you have your Mansos, your... Uh, you say Alonso, Alonso. I actually honestly think purely on talent, and I'm gonna say this. No way. Purely on talent. No. No. <laughs> Is he gonna say it? Hold on. Purely on talent. Okay, okay. I think Alonso would. Have nah, won... Are you gonna backtrack? No, it? no, 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 no. I'm gonna say it, but I'm gonna give the reason why. I think Alonso, the reason he did not win more championships. Is yeah. he, he chose very bad teams to move to. Yeah, yeah, no, of course, yeah. I think if he stayed in, like, the 2012 car, the Ferrari car, is yeah. dead. And he still managed to compete for a title. Mm. So on that basis, I think purely on talent, I think Fernando is more talented than Lewis. Lewis... More than Lewis? No, wait, hold on! No. <laughs> I think, I think, wait, wait, let me finish on. Nah, nah, nah. No, 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 I think Lewis, Lewis is definitely, Lewis is one of the best, like statistically speaking, he's, one, he's the best of all time. But the reason he is the best of all time statistically is because he made one great move to Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Alonso is in that same seat, Alonso is a, now, a nine-time world champion. Yeah, and I, and I admit, the thing is, Alonso, he didn't cars, even pick. If they're in equal no, cars, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. No, no, here's the together. thing. I'll admit, when he won his two championships, which you'd assume is the peak of any driver... He didn't peak because he then went on to Ferrari. He did very well there. 
He then went on to McLaren. And as awful as the car was, like horrendous, he was still, really he was still performing pretty well. He's still he really, he's doing really well this year. And even now, we've he seen lost Lewis Hungary. He was the reason he lose, uh, lost Hungary. True. So clearly, he still has the talent. But the difference is, Lewis, on his debut season in 2007, equaled him on points. That's why I wouldn't have that he's more talented than Lewis. But in general, I would say he's way think, more talented like, than two world champions. I think no, two I think, world championships. I think you know why I say he's more talented than Lewis. When Lewis was in cars that were not. Like, when cars were not up there, yeah, Lewis did not win. Like, the 20, okay, 27 car, great car, 28 car, great car, Mercedes, all the cars were incredibly dominant. Yeah. When he was in cars that were not incredibly dominant, Lewis did not go on He's still, to he's challenge. the only person who's won but, every single season but, he's raced in them. But, he's still won in But Fernando time. challenged in that 2012 Ferrari, bro. That car was so slow, and he still challenged. I think, I think that's when he peaked, honestly. 2012. Yeah, if you really see that's a look fair at it. assumption. Yeah. Because that car was horrendous, and somehow he still brought it to a championship. How? How I don't. He took it to the last race. Was it 2012 where he took it to the last race? Was that yes, it was. Yeah, because Vettel. Yeah. Actually, I want to say this. Brazil, incredible track, incredible race. Just upright. I've got to do my top five first. Yeah. We've deviated so much. I need to We're okay, okay. Right. We'll stop this conversation. We'll, we'll carry on in a we'll second. We'll have this pro properly <laughs> next time. We'll have this discussion <laughs> properly next time. We'll do it in a sec. We'll have an opportunity to do this. I am, we have just hit the hour mark. So, just quickly. My top five. I'm going to say Max is going to win this. Unless Ocon takes him out again, I'd say Max has got <laughs> the... He's got the win in the bag. You can always hope. <laughs> I can always hope, to be fair. Uh, Valtteri is going to take Max out, that's my prediction I say Perez comes second, which makes it a Red Bull 1-2 Ooh. Ooh, interesting McLaren has the only 1-2 this season Do I want to say Red Bull going to do it? You know what, yeah, I'm going to say No, mm, mm. I'm going to say Perez Then Lewis, Lewis comes third Then I'm going to say Gasly fourth Interestingly And then I'm going to go with Leclerc Is that a five? Have I counted to five properly? Yes I have, okay So we've gone Max, Perez, Lewis Gassy Leclerc. And now, uh, the last question. It's not a prediction, but I was going to say your favourite moment. Now, Never from Brazil. From Brazil. And I, this is why I was trying to carry on with this question, because Ooh. obviously mine is very obvious, and I won't mention it. Lewis is 20, but, yeah, 2000. But, uh, very, very obvious. You're a fanboy. It's always But, but 2012 is think, a very think, good choice. I think, I think because that's, that's if you know saying. what happened to Vettel in 2012, he got spun round... Well, it was kind of his fault, but he got spun around in turn four on the first lap. And he did it again, I swear he spun around again. Was it two times or was it once? I he went to the back of the grid once, and then he, was last he pitted, the of he pitted and then he went quite a few places back again. I believe so. I mean, it was changeable conditions, so exactly. one of the main things was... I think they messed up his tyre strategy, maybe, exactly. but something happened. He did get sent back again. So, when I look, think... Michael Schumacher famously gave him the position. Exactly, well. yeah, yeah, and they said that. I remember that. So, I think, like, Brazil iconic. When you think Brazil and you think iconic, you kind of think when uh, Senna won his first race. That's, like, very yes. iconic. Yeah, that's huge. You think Jensen Button winning his first championship and Braun. I think that kind of passes into Bro, Brazil needs to be the last race of the season. And I think, um, you think Lewis, obviously. Team is that Glock, bro? Is that Glock? That's yeah. the real question. <laughs> and I think, you think 2012. I think those, yeah. and you think one race that actually stands to mind recently, Brazil recently, was Max Verstappen in the wet. 16. When he was just overtaking everybody. And I remember, because I remember he saved the car, 
Was That's the I couldn't just, believe it when I saw that. And he got it somehow out of it, and I was just sitting there, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, because at this point, I'm Lewis is winning, and I need Max to overtake Nico so that Lewis can win the championship. And he spins it and he saves it, and I was like, this is incredible. That, that I, I same, can't believe he did that. That is. I don't think it's the best, uh, like obviously, best present moment. No, but, I mean, 2019, even 2019 was big. The Ferraris crashed into each other. Gasly got his podium side by side with Lewis up yeah, to the yeah. finish line. Isn't that where he knocked out Albon? He did. So Lewis mm. comes third, and then like three hours later, Science gets P3 yeah. because Lewis got a penalty. If I had to choose one moment, which one that stands out to me? Which one do I think back and I think? Obviously, the Lewis one, I think it's between the three, to be honest. Because yeah. I didn't watch the center one live, so I can't say that's my favorite moment. So I think it's between Lewis, Jensen, and uh, and Vettel. I can't say. Okay, you, you <laughs> talk about your favorite moment until I. Decide. No, I mean, obviously, is that Glock is incredible. Yeah. Massa, if you've. If the, everyone's seen the clip. Everyone's seen the clip. So oh, it's yeah. a. Oh, his family. Yeah. His family is celebrating. Yeah. They're all celebrating. And then he breaks the thing. And then, oh. Yeah, McLaren celebrating at the same time. Lewis winning his first championship. And what's her name? She's on running the on the track. Nicole Scherzi. <laughs> I yeah. think just purely on, on the basis of the race, if I'm talking about race, I think 2012 was a lot. like Because he, he had to do a lot like more, essentially. Like He yeah. went back to the back of the grid, recovered incredibly. They screwed him over again, recovered incredibly again, and then there's that moment where Michael just lets him pass. Yeah. Oh, so if I had both the massive to be fair, but I think twenty twelve. I think twenty twelve. And the image of Alonso afterwards, bro, that's still a gift now in tears, bro. Honestly, I side. I put that on my Twitter side by side. There's the the image of him obviously crying after twenty twelve when he loses, which is honestly heartbreaking. And then there's a similar image of him looking on at Ocon after he won the race. Oh, yeah. Obviously knowing that he was basically the reason he won the race. Yeah. Not, like, not taken away from Ocon, but he held up Lewis. No, no, Ocon would not have held up Lewis. No. So, But that, that's the thing, that shows uh, uh, his talent, his level of talent, Fernando. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just no, saying. no, yeah, it's fair enough. Uh, right. That's about it, then. 2009, I think 2009. I'm going to... You're going to end up... I'm going to sidetrack both ones that were two thousand and because oh. Jensen, I think Jensen Button is actually one of the drivers I actually like. I love him. I love like Jensen Button is one of the best. Okay, he's not best drivers. <laughs> I just really like. He's him. really like. Yeah. Uh, I think I like him especially like afterwards, like when he started kind of doing like stuff with that. Because it's it's not Sky. Like, it, he does a bit of Sky. Yeah, he's involved with Williams now as well. Yeah, so I think. Actually, no. I have to say. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say 2009. Right. I can't say 2009. Alright, before you spend another half an hour debating, we've got to wrap it up now. Yeah. So Yeah, you have to end it before I change my mind. <laughs> so, quickly, just before he changes his mind, this has been the second episode of the Dirty Side of the Grid podcast. We've spoken about pretty much everything yet again. We took about <laughs> yeah, half an hour to get my top five. <laughs> we sidetracked so, like, so badly. We warned you last week, to be fair, and this was a Mexico episode, and exactly how we said... We've made it interesting. We've somehow filled the entire gap with... How Fernando is better than Lewis. <laughs> oh, <he's... laughs> I can't even argue that because it's going to end up taking even longer. So uh, before we end up spending our Friday night sat in here arguing in a dark, cold room in the, in the university library about how Verstappen or Lewis or Alonso and who's more talented, we're going to have to say thank you for watching or listening or wherever you're seeing this. Obviously, check out our TikTok. It's uh, 
it'll have the best moments on there if I can find them, hopefully. Uh, we'll also we'll try and come up with the the socials like we said. We'll have the combined ones up on there. You'll find them um, around the video, so whichever social media you'll find the rest of the links around it, essentially. And uh, be sure to go into Yusuf's Instagram DMs and tell him how wrong he is about Alonso. Because <laughs> I can't tell him now, so you're going to have to do it for me. So okay, okay. we'll leave it there. All right. Well, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week, next week for yeah. the post-Brazil race. Post race. And then um, pre... Pre-Qatar. Pre-Qatar.